podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We work really hard to put this show together and hopefully you enjoy it too. So here's the deal. Head over to 1865.football slash flatback and take a look at Flatback 4's range of forest gifts. Buy yourself something nice for Christmas and use the code 1865, that's 1865 at the checkout and you'll get a 10% discount and we'll get a little kickback too. Can't say fairer than that. The 1865 Match Report. Welcome to the 1865 Forest Ramble podcast. Forest have once again been comprehensively defeated, this time 3-1 to Brentford. Um, and the small mercy is that at least the tough run of games, six games against the top six, is now over. Um, so we'll see whether things can improve from here on in. Um, it's worth pointing out that despite the scoreline, at 1-0... There were glimmers of hope for Forrest, a goal that was correctly ruled out for offside, but also a penalty shout. And at that point, the Brentford fans were a little bit nervous, to be perfectly honest. And this isn't the first time that Forrest have shown signs of life, although they just cannot give up the habit of conceding suicidal goals. Also, we cannot ignore the fact that Anthony Knockhart was nothing short of stupid at 3-1 down in the last minute why would you go down like that and earn yourself a second yellow card which means we're going to be missing one of our brightest sparks uh, in the midweek match against Sheffield Wednesday which is a real six-pointer. Once again we were invited on to TalkSport 2 to discuss the situation at the city ground uh, in the aftermath of the match but also thinking about the role of Chris Hewton and what's going wrong with the players. Yeah, it's not looking good for Nottingham Forest there. Chris Hewton, the manager there. Let's find out what really is the underlying problems of why there was such a poor run of form. We've now got Rich Ferrero there for the Forest Ramble podcaster. Rich, good evening, my friend. Hi there. Uh, well, I wish I could say it was a good evening. It's not really, is no, it? No, it's not going well. What, what, from your point of view, is, is, the, is the issue there within the club? Well, I mean, obviously, we had a chat the other day, didn't we, and um, saying that I think it's a bit harsh to blame Chris Hewton. He came in after all the signings had been made, when the team were already on a really bad run of form with a hangover from the previous season. So, Hewton, could he be doing better? Well, of course, because the results haven't turned around. But is Hewton the source of the problems? Absolutely not. I, I think it's far too simplistic to say that. Go, sorry, go on, go on, Andy, go on. Rich, is he a bit unlucky? Um, I look at the teams he's played in the last five games, and these are all teams that are going to be fighting there or thereabouts for automatic promotion or at least the playoffs. I mean, Brentford, Norwich, Reading, Watford, Swansea. I mean, if he were to get anything from those games anyway, it would be a bonus because those are not the teams that he's going to be trying to get points from. Well, exactly. So there's a horrendous run of games, but nonetheless, Forrest's, the way in which they've approached those games, the players, not necessarily the manager, the players... It's been suicidal, and Joe Warren said, you know, as the captain, as someone who's always really honest with himself and with his colleagues and with the fans, he said afterwards that, you know, the players need to take a, a good, long, hard look at themselves because, it's, but, you know, last season, Tobias Figueredo and Bruce Samble were brilliant in the pre-lockdown period, and between the two of them, they contributed to at least eight goals being conceded this season, just through silly mistakes and lack of concentration. Rich, what would you like to see the manager do, whether that is change personnel or change approach? Um, it's, well, I mean, it's very easy to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's all very easy to talk about formations and tactics and so on. Mm. The bottom line is, is that if Forrest actually did the things that they're trying to do, but they did them better, 
Um, and that's, you know, Houston's talked about intensity and there's not enough of that from the first minute. So that's what, you know, lost us the game today is that we basically let Brentford have the first first half and let them have an easy goal. Um, and then that puts you on the back foot straight away. So if you start with more intensity, if you have a bit more purpose, then that's going to help. Uh, the other thing is, um, you know, where you can level criticism at Houston is we've got a big squad. Should he be changing up some of the players? So, for example, would it make sense to drop Figueredo and bring in Loa Cambeso, who's a young lad with a really strong reputation who coming from PSG? It's hard to argue against it, but also I do understand why Houghton's saying that he wants to pick a settled team in the hope of letting that group of players get better. Because if you change too much in one go, um, and it looks like you're panicking, and it looks to the fans like you're panicking, it looks to the players like you're panicking. Um, now, the, the question is, and I know a lot of fans who are listening to this will say, well, maybe it's time to panic. Um, maybe not just yet, but, but so I see where Houghton's coming from. But of course, if there's players who are out of Form, surely it makes sense mm. to replace them with players who are when, when's time, of doing better. When is time to panic, in your opinion? Um, well, I mean, look, we can't ignore the table. We're at the stage now where the table doesn't lie, and one of the teams below us have had a six-point deduction, so that doesn't look good, does it? Uh, <laughs> are, these, are these players capable of better? Um, yeah, of course they are. Should they be doing better? Yeah, of course they should. Should the manager be doing better? He knows as well as anyone else that he hopes to have more of an impact. So, um, but once again, I'm going to say something that I've said many, many times, which is when you have a high turnover of players and you have at least one new manager every season, sometimes more, it suggests that the players and the manager aren't the common denominator that's leading to the club not being as successful as they'd like. Uh, I could have thought I'm an Arsenal fan, so I definitely agree with that mentality there as well. There, <laughs> it's like um, he dropped the mic there and left. <laughs> it's fantastic, a little bit. Mic drop. Um, listen, Rich. Cheers for coming on, pal. Thanks, Rich. Time. Thanks to Talksport Two for having us. Also, we had a chat with uh, Billy Grant from the Besotted podcast. Uh, Billy, thank you for joining us. Three-one um, was a comfortable win for you, and Brentford was certainly the better team in the first half, comfortably so. However, Forrest did exert some pressure before you hit us on the break to put the match beyond doubt. Do you think 3-1 was a fair result in the end? Was it comfortable? To be quite honest with you, um, 3-1 to the Bees, very happy with the result myself, but I've got to say it wasn't easy at all. Brentford really Brentford themselves up yet again. You know, when you look like you're going to make things easy, Brentford never make things easy. We went ahead Early from a Dalsgaard well-taken header, goal on 15 minutes. I mean, so well-taken again. It's interesting. It was actually only, as you know, us Brentford fans like our little stats, only 4% of chances like that actually normally go in. So basically, if that was taken 100 times, only four of those would have gone in. So it was well-taken, but to be quite honest with you, it could have gone anywhere. So, uh, But after that, we thought we'd be cruising. We thought, right, we're in. We've had a not a brilliant couple of weeks where we should have got a few wins when we didn't actually get a couple of wins. And uh, we thought actually we'd be cruising there. But no, we actually kind of, <laughs> we actually start to struggle. In the first, what, half an hour or so, you were really, really quite poor. And I was quite surprised the difference between Forest last season and Forest this season. But because we didn't seem to get a handle on the game and we seemed a little bit all over the place, Forest actually started to grow in confidence. Answering the question, 3-1 to the Bs, you know, we got the result. Was it a fair result? 
it was a fair result in the end because that was our game plan. Our game plan is to keep it tight. Defensively, I think we did really well. You got a late goal, which, you know, a bit of a fluff. Um, but, you know, it's well taken goal by you. But we kept it tight. And then when we hit you on the break, we really did hit you on the break. And that's when we really are very, very dangerous. At 1-0, the Reds had a goal dis- disallowed for offside and also a penalty shout. Do you agree it could have been very different if Forrest had pulled it back to one all? After, like I said, we went ahead and then you started to come back into the game, we got really nervous. And also, like I said, you've got some really good players on your side, you know. We know Knockhart from his Brighton days and also from his... It's oh, hard for me to mention the word. Fulham, that's it, that's how you say it. Fulham days as well. And, um, yeah, and you know, he's, we're not a big fan of the knock. I mean, we, I'm a big fan of him because I think he's a great player. Um, I've seen him at Brighton. He was absolutely brilliant. At Fulham, he was so-so. Um, you know, but he's, he's a player that can, you know, that can cause you problems, you know. So, and, and, and you know, I know he came on in the second half, but, you know, like I said to you, when you, when you start to come back at us, and it was a little of a problem, you know, for us. Um, yes, you hit the, um, you had a goal disallowed. I believe it's for obstruction, um, and the goals, and also there's a penalty shout of Mad Spec Sorensen as well. I mean, to me, it wasn't a penalty, um, and I'm not saying that just because I'm a Brentford fan with rose tinted glasses, because you know the game's done now, and I could say ah, we got away with that. But no, it wasn't a penalty. However, some other referees may have given that. And if that ref- if he'd gone down, he'd given a penalty, and you come back to one all, it could have been a different situation um, because Forest started to get their tails up, and also Brentford. I would, wouldn't like to say that we were panicking, but we kind of seemed to lose our way a little bit, and you might be able to take advantage of that. So you never know if you'd actually kind of nicked it and got that goal and got a little draw. But we were always going to bring those subs on. That was always the plan, and I still think that we would have still commanded that game and did what we were going to do. Forrester on a dreadful run of form and have been for six months. Were you expecting an easy win before today's match? So, yeah, Forrest have been on a... They've been, listen, they've been on a terrible run of form. I can't believe how bad uh, form Forrest have been on since the beginning of the season, you know, compared to last season. You know, you were the team last season, I'll be honest with you, we were really dreading meeting you in the playoffs because we thought, you know, the way that you play, you're kind of the kind of side that just kind of sort of seems to grind us down, seems to put players, which stops us playing our football, then just nicking a goal. So we were really, really nervous of playing you. So this season, I just thought it was a blip. And we came into this game, I mean, I went on to Mr. Dawes' podcast and a bit tongue-in-cheek, I went, yeah, we're going to win 3-0. But I said that just because I was off the back of a buzz of actually being in the stadium last week. I said 3-0, but I said that as a bit of a joke. It almost did come as 3-0, which actually surprised me. And finally, in the last few matches, Forrest have shown some sporadic signs of life. They've started creating a few chances at least, but they're often suicidal in defence and their decision-making is poor. From your perspective, do they look like a team in danger of relegation? You guys did brilliantly last season. Lewis Graben banging balls. Every time the ball came to him, bang, in the back of the net. And you did really well. Your defence was really tight. You know, Cash was brilliant. And, you know, a lot of teams couldn't beat you and you were nicking those wins. But, like, every time the ball was coming to your forwards, you're putting it in the back of the net. And the question mark was, are you going to do that? All the time. Can you can do that all the time? And you were until you tailed off at the back end of the season. This season, you know, people say it evens itself out over time and you are where you are because it evens itself out of time. But I don't necessarily think that's 100% true. You know, you've got obviously grabbing is missing this season, but also um, you sh- you, you're, you're missing a lot of chances. You know, you actually should be doing better than you are. In my heart of hearts, I'm thinking, you know, after the Christmas time, you've got Chris Hewton on board. He's a good manager. 
you are, you know, you are creating, you know, relatively amount, you know, amount of chances. And I think that you, you should be able to pull it out of the bag, especially if you, you pick up a few players in the transfer window. Thank you very much to Billy Grant. Uh, you can find out more about Besotted by searching for Besotted Brentford uh, on your social media platforms. Uh, they've also done their very own match report, which isn't going to make very nice listening for Forest supporters. We will be back with more match reports and more interviews coming very soon. In the meantime, keep the faith, Reds fans. It must get better, surely. Sports Social Podcast Network.